Hello and welcome to War Stories. My name is Simon Dowling. This episode, I spoke to Gemma, who is one of the people managing and running Newcastle International Film Festival, which is Newcastle's first inaugural international film festival. I am very, very much looking forward to the festival. I think it's bringing something to the region that we really need, as you'll hear me discuss. And I'll add a little bit at the end to tell you how to get tickets and with a bit more information about the festival. But since this is the first interview war stories in quite some time, it's been a while since I've had to say I apologise for the quality of the audio. We recorded in Newcastle International Film Festival's office, which is the old tourist information office in Central Arcade, and it was very roomy. Um, Thank you to Johnny Sabaston for helping me take some of the echoey roomy sounds out, and I've compressed it a little bit so it does sound a lot better, and I think it sounds fine, but you know, that's just me, that would be me, I would say that. Anyway, here's the interview. Okay, so I'm here with Gemma from Newcastle International Film Festival. Um, This is the first film festival of its scale in Newcastle, so I was very interested to chat with someone organising the festival. Um, so Gemma, do you want to tell us a little bit about the festival to begin with? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, the, the film festival was kind of envisioned uh, for Newcastle and the region both to promote the filmmaking that does happen here as well as introduce the Northeast as a whole um, as a fantastic location for filmmaking. Over the years you've had, you know, last year for example, Transformers filming yeah. here and Harry Potter over the years has used the Northeast as a location and lots of large commercial Hollywood blockbusters have used the Northeast, but almost always as a way of using someplace that isn't London as London or as another yeah. big city. And the shame of that is with the commercial films at least that come up here is that often they bring in crews from outside. So the regional filmmakers that are based here and that do incredible work here um, are often overseen when it comes to this. And of course, you know, with films like Billy Elliot and I, Daniel Blake and, um, you know, even Lady Macbeth, which was shot in the Northeast, is that because they're independent films and the industry has such an outlook and almost more of a respect for commercial films because of, you know, the blockbuster quality of them, that uh, filmmaking here is kind of seen as you go on location for a while instead of basing something here yeah. and using the multitude of talent here. And I think especially for aspiring filmmakers, younger people who want to look into getting into creative industries, there's become this sort of idea of traveling to London or traveling overseas in order to make that happen instead of staying at home and really helping the region. And we're hoping that with this festival, it will bring the Northeast and Newcastle and, you know, the multitude of location possibilities that are up here, especially with the incredible transport links with the trains and the airport, um, that international filmmakers, as well as British filmmakers who might film in London or go overseas, um, that they will see the Northeast as a real possibility of filmmaking and create and consider it a hub um, of the British independent film industry, uh, especially with, you know, Brexit and what that might do to the British film industry moving forward. 
um, and how that will impact uh, international film productions, especially in Europe. But we do have um, some Indian film partners that will be coming over, and uh, we've got, with Newcastle's fantastic Asian community, which is really thriving, and in all sectors of business and economics and the arts, um, we're hoping to be able to bring co-productions from as far away as India and as close as, you know, even Scotland or Ireland and yeah. uh, other European countries to be able to use Newcastle and its resources for filmmaking. Yeah, fab. I mean, you, one of the things you touched on briefly there is the, the, the idea that a lot of creative people have this um, need to move to London. Um, I, I mean, Law Stories has had an episode on kind of the broader art scene in Newcastle and I've got mentioned quite a lot that uh, I mean, I've got family and friends that can constantly yo-yo to London mm -hmm. to create, and it is good that we do have this platform. I mean, historically, Newcastle has had some incredible films made here, but like you say, they're always generally location yeah. films. And, and even the ones that do, you know, films like Billy Elliot or I, Daniel Blake, that really tell the story of, you know, the Northeast. Yeah and you know represent the people it's always from that view of the working class and it's always kind of more of a which is fantastic because it is important to represent all yeah. types of people especially people who are still living these lives but it's seen that films that come from the northeast oftentimes in my opinion from being someone who lives and works in film but in london yeah. that the northeast is seen as being this kind of the films that come out of here are seen as films that tell this kind of more melancholy story yeah, of life. Um, whereas, of course, there's filmmakers here who are trying to do everything, who yeah. are making documentaries and they're making uh, feature films, comedies, dramas, and things that have nothing to do with the stereotypical aspects of the region. Yeah. And we'd love to be able to give more of a platform to those films as well, moving forward, hoping that this will become a real basket for film festivals in the UK as something that they'll be able to promote their films in these more, I guess, traditional and international forms of filmmaking yeah. to the wider audience and to the Northeast as well. So it's not just Billy Elliot and I, Daniel Blake and Lady Macbeth that are seen as films from the Northeast, but that large films that can do just as well commercially and successfully, commercially and critically, um, but might follow more traditional and so-called Hollywood uh, forms of narrative. Yeah, of course. I mean, so it's part of the idea of the festival. The film festivals internationally have a lot of different kind of purposes. You get ones, so Berlin, which is happening at the minute, yeah. primarily is a film festival for distributors to go and find films to pick up and broadcast yeah, of outside. Course. Is that what you're pushing to do as well or? Well of course you know a lot of film festivals have markets that happen either in tandem or yeah. that are part of it. The EFM for example in Berlin always runs with the Berlinale even though they're yeah. not connected. Cannes I think is the only real one in Europe at least that has its own designated film market. Yeah. Um, it would be fantastic down the line to be able to have distributors and film financiers come to Newcastle and see films and want to give them an international platform because yeah. so many times in independent filmmaking, particularly with European independent film and British because it's always competing with America, 
in the independent market, at least with you know films like Lady Bird and Call Me by Your Name last year have done incredibly well, both critically and commercially. But British independent films are seen more almost as art house. Yeah. And therefore they often don't get international distribution. They don't get to go worldwide. We have a film that's actually having its world premiere here, which is a British independent film called Urban in the Shed Crew by Candida Brady that stars Richard Armitage and Stranger Things' Charlie Heaton and Afriel. Oh, yeah. um, and some of the cast and the director and the producers will come and give a talk. And it's a very touching story about you know, a social worker and homeless youth in the UK. But unfortunately, it just hasn't seen an international distribution platform. And so we're hoping that with a festival of this caliber and of this scale, that we can give a platform to those filmmakers who are making incredibly touching and moving work, but that might not be um, on the radar of lots of film yeah. distributors. Um, so hopefully down the line, yeah, this will become a market as well and allow for filmmakers to have that connection. We'll have a great filmmakers hub at the festival itself where filmmakers can network and talk and um, share each other's work with each other throughout the four days um, of this inaugural festival. But we're really hoping moving forward that this can be a real place where filmmakers can come and share their experiences and share their work. Yeah, I mean, like you said, films like Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name were standout films from last year, but to me, God's Own Country was one of the greatest films of last year, and like you say, it's it's kind of, I know it's not a northeast film, but it's a, it's a Yorkshire film, and it's... It's still it's, north. Yeah, and it's, it's, it is, like, probably one of the most impactful and, you know, impressive yeah. films I saw last year, but it doesn't have this platform. Obviously, it's, it was mentioned a lot at the BAFTAs, but... International, yeah, I don't even not, think it's gotten a distributor no, for the US or anything yet. Which, and is, which is a disgrace, really, considering how powerful a film it is, especially coupled with Call Me By Your Name. It's, it's, kind of, it's especially this strange thing that the UK, because of, you know, the BFI and BAFTA and the tax breaks that they do give filmmakers, you do see a lot of films like, for example, Marvel or, you know, Lucasfilms and Disney, yeah. they film a lot of their big blockbusters in, Lo in London or in yeah. the UK. I mean, the first Captain America film was filmed entirely in Wales, basically, for all of the uh, World War II scenes. And uh, Star Wars, historically, ever since the first, I mean, besides the prequel trilogy, which I'm just not going to talk about. <laughs> Even the originals in the 70s and early 80s, those were all filmed in London. Yeah. And they're seen as these big American blockbusters, but they're still British co-productions. But they're not, in my opinion, there's a lot of talent in the UK, also outside of just London, that do incredible films. And we're really happy to showcase some great films, both documentaries, shorts, features, from filmmakers who are based in the northeast of England, yeah. whether they're based here or they come from here. And we're really hoping that, you know, by helping create, not create, because obviously there is a strong film industry already in the northeast, but by helping nurture the filmmakers who are based here, that we'll be able to give more of an opportunity to filmmakers who are from here, who went abroad, whether it's, you know, the caliber of Ridley Scott or Neil Marshall or more, um, 
contemporary directors who are really making strides in the industry to be able to come back home and really give back to the region and to the yeah. community that helps shape them as filmmakers and hopefully do the same for young people who want to move forward into creative industries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely brilliant. So the, the festival takes place from the 28th of March until the 1st? 29th of March until the 1st of April. We're starting um, on the 28th. We have a Women New Business Lunch, which will feature um, women from um, across different industries, both film, finance, politics, business, um, to come and celebrate the past hundred years since women got the right to vote yeah. and uh, celebrate the 100, celebrate women who over the past hundred years have helped shape history and celebrate the women who moving forward will continue to do the same. Um, and that will pre-launch the festival. And then yeah. on the 29th, we're launching with um, a screening of Get Carter yeah. uh, at Tyneside Cinema, in which the director, Mike Hodges, will be there and do a Q&A. And so it will be great to kind of see him come back. And we've gotten a lot of, you know, comments and calls and emails from people who were extras in the original yeah. film who are really excited to be able to see it on the big screen again. And it's one of the last um, 45 millimeter prints in existence. Mm -hmm. And the BFI has been kind enough to, you know, give us distribution rates for it. Yeah, so we're bring really it back excited. Home. Yeah, we're really excited to bring it back home. And Neil Marshall is going to be coming back home as well. Yeah. And present. He's going to be doing a workshop as well as doing a Q&A on Doomsday. Right, and fine. it will be really interesting for him to come back after, you know, his Emmy nomination for Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. and directing the next Hellboy film for him to come back and kind of see what Newcastle is becoming and what it can become with, you know, a strong support of the film industry. Yeah, I mean, I imagine a lot of these people, I mean, the Scott family founded the Tyneside Cinema, so I know obviously Tony and Ridley spent a lot of time there as yeah. children. It'll be interesting to see how long it's been since people like Mike Hodges and Neil Marshall have been at the Tyneside yeah. Cinema, to see that the main cinema hasn't changed. Especially with, you know, Tyneside hitting its 80th yeah, you know, anniversary this year, which is incredible that, you know, independent picture houses have historically always been shut down, yeah. and it's only recently with, you know, more of an interest in independent films that people have gone to the cinema and gone and supported their local independent and art house cinemas, and we're hoping that with the festival, the majority of the films that we're featuring, especially, basically all of them, they're all independent films. Yeah many of which come from overseas who, which while there has been kind of an increased attention to independent film making in the past few years and you know, the commercial critical success that they can have, um, often it's those big American ones. Yeah. Those ones that have, you know, they might be independent, but they've got someone who was once at Universal or Miramax or something financially backing them. So we're hoping to be able to really introduce films from filmmakers that people might never have heard of here at the festival and really kind of give way to independent filmmaking the way that Newcastle has never seen it before. Yeah, I mean, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Are there any other highlights of the, of the festival you want to, to mention? I'm, I'm not sure the full program hasn't been released as of the yet. The full program we're finalizing it this week. Hopefully yeah. it'll be up next week. We, of course, just don't want to give out any information yes, and then have it change. Um, but we do have a few world premieres. We've got a great documentary um, that's a Japanese-American co-production that's about the collaboration between KISS and a pop girl group in Japan and yeah. kind of how 
East meets West, as, lo as well as, you know, the female and male energy and two completely different genres of music and how those combine. Um, we've also got Gary Fields at the Fielder Observatory presenting a documentary on, you know, the fest on um, the observatory and kind of his history and creating this thing for the Northeast. Yeah. Um, as well as featuring workshops and master classes and things for people of all walks of the film industry, whether you're a student still or you're establishing yourself already and you've already quite established to, you know, get insight from some of the industry elites that are coming to the festival, as well as some, you know, great events and parties, because, I mean, it's Newcastle, and yeah. you can't have a festival without having a fun event. Of course, I mean, you could even use the bar that is in Get Carter is still there, although it has changed. I think it's called the Waiting Room now, perhaps? Yeah. Um, but, yes, you can you could have a party in there, a Get Carter party. And, um, I mean, since you've arrived in Newcastle, this week, um, the AV Festival is on. Are you going to be like checking out any of the other the kind of because Vamos and AV Festival are the only two other kind of standout long festivals that we have in the Northeast. Are a mixture of film and art, but we're hoping to. But unfortunately, as we gear into this final month, and we have a really hard-working but small team, seeing as it's an inaugural festival, we're working all hours <laughs> yeah. of the day. So hopefully, we'll be able to see what else is offered, whether it's everyone on the team or just a select few, our president, our festival director, Craig Conway, who's on our board and is, you know, Geordie through through and through, um, and has gone to work internationally and uh, all across the UK. Hopefully we'll be able to see some more of the talent that's there and hopefully we'll be able to share the share entertainment and share mediums with other people. Yeah, because I mean they lead into each other quite quite well and um, there's a there's a wealth of things for you know people who love film to go and do at the at the in Newcastle recently. I mean Tyneside's really been knocking it out of the park with their program of late doing um, the visionaries and luminary seasons kind of doing what you're doing and showing old films like I'm gonna see Mimic by Game of Thrones on 35mm tonight, which is something that I guess I never thought I would I would ever get the chance to do. Is is the Tyneside Cinema kind of the main focus of the festival or are you um, using we're using all of the cinemas in oh, um, Newcastle. We've got screenings down at the side cinema as well. We're oh, using Cineworld yeah. and we're using the View and Gateshead. Um, as well as doing screenings at the Biscuit Factory and at the Mining Institute yes. to really show kind of the wealth of venues that Newcastle has as well and how, you know, it's the perfect, Newcastle truly is the perfect city to put on a film festival because yeah. it's small enough that you can get around easily, but yet it's large enough that it doesn't feel stale and monotonous. It's incredibly well connected to the rest of the UK. We've got people coming in from Europe whose films have been selected and up from London, down from Edinburgh, people flying over from the States. And it's, we're really excited to be able to prove that this city and this region is someplace that really deserves to be celebrated yeah. through this medium and have this platform. Because I've, as you can tell, I'm not from here and I was only meant to be up here a few weeks. and. Two months later, I'm still here, and it's because of the passion of everyone who's behind this festival and of the people of the Northeast that 
it's become like an extension. Their passion has become an extension for everyone who's involved in the festival. Whether they're from here and they live here, or they were from here and left, or if they have nothing at all to do with the region yeah. at all. And it's really exciting to be able to bring something at, that's like this to the people of Newcastle, because yet again, there's always that thought of everything that's fun happens somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, with the likes of film festivals like Cannes and Berlin and those scales, we really hope that this will become like that. Yeah. And will be a true bastion for the European film festival market and film festival industry. Yeah, because I mean, when I, I went to university in Leeds and when I was there with Leeds Film Festival, mm -hmm. which again kind of utilizes venues all across the city. I've, I've traveled to Manchester and Glasgow for film festivals, but you know, as I've mentioned to you via email, it's it's strange, it feels weird that Newcastle's never had one before. And mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, it's a very welcome addition and also I wish I really hope that it goes super well, and I'm yeah. sure it will because the you know people here are passionate about cinema, and especially passionate about supporting our own yeah. cinema. And I mean, I've, I've got friends who are filmmakers. One of my friends just last week went and starred in a uh, an independent horror movie, and apparently she's got a really good screen, so that's <laughs> why she was in that. So and uh, you know I've met people over the years that have made independent films here, and it's great that. They are, although not necessarily at this festival, will eventually have the platform to, yeah, to promote their work. We've noticed, like I said earlier about Get Carter, we've noticed that when films do come and film here, the entire community gets involved. Yeah. And we're really hoping that the entirety of Newcastle will get behind our festival and get involved with that too, whether it's coming to the events or just supporting us, you know, even just a retweet or something like that. Because this really is for the people who live here and yeah. who deserve to have something that's culturally exciting and, you know, film-centric because of how many times the region of the city has been used in film and kind of ignored, unfortunately. But yeah. we really hope that this is something that gets people really excited to get involved in creative industries and everything. And Newcastle, the Northeast, was a pioneer of industry of the Industrial Revolution, and we're really hoping that it will become, in the future, um, a, a pioneer of the British independent film industry, and that the talent that's already here will truly be showcased, both nationally and internationally, as well as allowing more people to relocate here, whether they're from here or not, and create a truly sustainable film industry where creators and production producers and production houses based in the Northeast truly get a platform to create their art. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot cheaper here, which is one of the, yeah. one of the big advantages if you need to move a lot of people to a certain place, Newcastle's certainly a lot cheaper to mm -hmm. do so than, than London. Um, it'll probably be the most exciting thing to happen in the, the film world in Newcastle since they dropped a lot of rubble on the street just outside <laughs> for Transformers, which I don't think I haven't actually seen that Transformers film, but I've seen that scene yeah. countless times via Instagram, the friends who work in Urban Outfitters, <laughs> that, that I've kind of enjoyed that happening. I mean, I've, I've never had the opportunity to get involved in, in filming in Newcastle, other than the Tyneside, which the, the premiere is tonight, of the Tyneside yeah. 80th birthday film, which I'm heading along to, and they kind of, the, the way that that film's being produced is a bit like Life in a Day, and um, 
the film about Springsteen and I, the Bruce Springsteen film, where people have submitted yeah. their own kind of history of the Tyneside cinema, and they'll, they've been putting that together. So I got involved in that project and made a little short film, which was a very miserable story, but was <laughs> about, it was about the cinema ultimately. And yeah. um, and I'm really excited to see that film, and they're doing fantastic things for people of a young age, like they've got the proper film school and I constantly see, and I, I kind of get, get sad that I'm now in my 30s when I see like, oh, the BFI are hosting screenwriting uh, kind of workshops down. for 16 to 19 year olds, yeah. and I'm like, maybe I could just shave and <laughs> turn up. And pretend get a fake yeah. ID to make you see younger. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm, yeah, so I, I really feel like if, you know, when this festival takes off, coupled with the, the, the Tyneside's good work in making, you know, a film industry out of young Geordies, essentially, yeah. and, and not, you know, it's the, hopefully they will move to London and try and, and get work there, and we will eventually have this mm-hmm. film industry that we, uh, yeah. we deserve. Because I think one thing that a lot of people don't understand, unless they're involved in the film industry, is that film as a whole doesn't just benefit creatives. It doesn't just benefit the film industry itself. It really yeah. is an industry that utilizes everything. So by creating a larger film industry in Newcastle, you'd be benefiting countless businesses yeah. and uh, you know the infrastructure, uh, places that, you know, hotels and venues and um, all of restaurants, those sort of places and those sort of businesses would really see um, a benefit in their business because yeah. of how the film industry works and how it really is almost like a recycling house and a reusing system that really uses everything to its benefit. Yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, by bringing it here, the region will benefit just as much as, you know, places like London or Liverpool, which is used a lot now as London, yeah. have benefited from the film and television industries. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so I'll put a link to for people to buy tickets and for the website on the War Stories page. Fantastic. Um, and we'll make sure that people know when the full agenda is out, mm-hmm. the full timetable, which, like you said, should be in the next week or so. And mm-hmm. um, are there any any final words, anything yet you're missing that you definitely? Yeah, want to just out? just to reiterate, 29th of March to the 1st of April. Um, if you'd like to find out more about the festival um we're on every social media platform and uh also just feel free to drop into our new um offices in central newcastle we're located uh right between carluccio's and coke brasserie on market (laughs) street um as well as the one of the ends of central arcade so feel free to come down chat with us find out what we're all about fantastic thank you very much thank you So there you have it, that was Gemma from Newcastle International Film Festival, which, as she mentions, runs from March 29th until April the 1st. The opening night screening of uh, Get Carter with Mike Hodges, as mentioned on Thursday, March 29th, is at the Tyneside Cinema. Uh, One of the things we didn't mention was a overnight screening of Night of the Living Dead at the Biscuit Factory, where Zombie Fancy Dress is recommended. Um, She also mentioned some of the other documentaries and films that are going to be on at the festival. I'm really looking forward to it, as I've already said. 
and I'll post a link to the film festival website and their Facebook page on the War Stories Facebook. And again, I apologise for the quality of the audio. I hope you did get something out of it, and I apologise to Gemma for the audio being so bad, but um, that's the joy of these low-rent productions. (laughs) Thanks for listening to War Stories.